Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason. And we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. That's bad. 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 That's bad. 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 Oh, holy shit. Welcome to Bad Adaptations. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, look, Listen. they should feel welcome. We had to watch something that, you know. Our our entire weekend this weekend is, like, consumed <laughs> by shitty content that we have to it watch. It really is. It's, it's like, amazing. It has to, just because of the way scheduling and time works between two adult men, like, this, we have to spread some real trash over three days. It's and, amazing. Uh, boy. <laughs> It's like it's and, like getting press ganged. It's it's like uh, I forget the word <laughs> for it, but it's like when the British would capture random shit ships and just tell the people on board, "Well, you're in the navy now." Yeah, in- impressment, I think is what they called it. Anyway, sure, that's what this is. <laughs> it's just like that. And uh, the British Navy has hijacked our weekend, Dave, and they're forcing <laughs> us to watch The Last Airbender. Yeah, uh, and the British Navy in this case is uh, our producer Grumblebee. Thank you, Grumblebee. And the for Fire creating, Nation. And the Fire Nation, yeah. For creating this podcast. This is a podcast where we're... This is episode two of Bad Adaptations, where we're going through... It's exactly what it sounds like. Movies uh, that are adaptations of other things that you would call bad. We did Ang Lee's Hulk first, which we both kind of were into. Uh, this time we're doing 2010's The Last Airbender, Directed by, written, directed, and produced, as the credits note, by a one M. Night Shyamalan. This is, I would argue, the movie that put him into director's jail. I think it was a one. About right? It was, I think it was a string of movies. It was, um, yeah. The Happening, This, and After Earth, I believe. Ooh, yeah, that, that all make. I still haven't watched After Earth, and I want to. Yeah, that's. Oof. <laughs> I may not get <laughs> to is, it now. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to discuss what would make a good adaptation of The Last Airbender. We're going to talk about this movie, what it got wrong. We're going to talk about what holds up. And then we're going to just talk about the movie in general. That's the structure of the show. Yeah. Um, we kind of have to work around the fact that, I don't know about you, Tom. Mm-hmm. I never watched the the original. This is based. Oh wait, so this is a comic book turned into a series that is beloved, right? Turned into a movie that is the opposite of beloved. I, th- hmm, we're gonna make a lot of Avatar heads uh, upset. I th- thought yeah, yeah. it started as a show. I don't. It, it might. I don't. I don't, rem- I don't think it was a comic first, but I could be completely wrong about that. I think it started as a animated show on Nickelodeon. Uh, okay, let's see. Should we look it the up? The TV series uh, uh, is, let's see. I don't, you know what? 
I mean, we can look I, it up. I, I, I don't care. Uh, Are you gonna make me do it? All right, fine. I'm 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 on the I'm on the Wikipedia, and I, I don't know, man. Okay, books. Several books based on the show has been published. Okay. So yeah, I think it started. Yeah, it started as a show. Then it was a bunch of uh, series. I guess there's been video games. This seems like it'd make a good video game. Specifically, the plot of like you have to keep learning new things to bend yeah like that's an easy level up system uh (laughs) this is going to be a live action series right at some point yes and i think that's being handled by the creators of the animated one that checks out which is a good idea Um, if that's if i'm remembering that correctly i think that's the case yeah but yeah i want to start by apologizing because i don't know really the the source material um i suspect from what I've heard, I would be a lot more angry with this film. Yeah, uh, I know it a little bit. Uh, okay. Uh, Marina's really into it, and I've watched most of what would be considered the first season. I think they call it the first book. Um, okay. Which is what this movie is based on. I think this movie actually starts with the title card, Book One, Water. Right. So, yeah, in terms of our first section, what makes a good adaptation of this? I would imagine don't cram an entire season into 90 minutes. That's that's certainly part of it. But I think having seen the show, uh, even though I've only seen maybe 10 episodes, um, but what stuck out to me even more about, are we getting into that section right now? What makes it, what would, yeah, what makes a good adaptation of The Last okay, Airbender? The if you were to ad- adapt it, what would you do? Well, I, I think the most important thing is the show's tone the tone is not maybe what you would expect it's uh um it's kind of weirdly light while also being like the stakes are the fate of the world yeah like, no i i have heard of that i've seen a bit of it uh uh-huh. it's got that like kind of anime vibe where it's like silly but not right it's silly and it's because Part of the point of the story is that the three main characters, and specifically Ong, the Avatar, is a kid, is a child. Um, and right. like in, in the early episodes that I've seen, a big part of it is trying to get Ong to take things seriously because he's a little boy. He is both a young boy and also like this hundred-year-old wise spirit, like living within right. the same body. So there's like a constant push-pull between him just wanting to be a kid and be silly and, and, and stuff. And then also having to be like this spiritual champion defender of life on earth. So right. I think a big, that's really important to maintain. And I can see why the instinct of somebody adapting it into a live action movie might be to get rid of that stuff. It's like, well, right. we can't have it be silly. It's got to be serious or else people are going to think the movie is, is silly. And I here's, think that's part of what happened here. Here's what's interesting about that to me is that I I feel like there's two words to sum up. How, if you're making a movie version, how do you adapt this? Mm-hmm. And those two words are Harry Potter <laughs> because this is 2010. So we know Harry Potter is a hit. They probably were imagining a Harry Potter like success, right? That's what the studio would want. Yeah. And what's interesting is that after you saying that, Harry Potter balances silliness and seriousness. Um, 
the the movies i mean i did i didn't read the books uh yeah. uh they have that silliness in there and they have like this is really serious and it is about one character struggling to maintain their at their adolescence yeah their kidness the silly world they're in while still being adults around them being like no harry this is fucking serious like that sounds exactly yeah like particularly what you would do. yeah and now that you mention it harry potter is a pretty good analog i don't think the movies necessarily nailed this but they do a good job of at least showing us that this is a world you know it's 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 a magical world for children that is being invaded by this threat that is very adult and very serious. Right. I would argue, of course, that like the best adaptation of this is to say, "Yeah, just watch the TV. Just watch show. the show." Yeah, like yeah, I could, I could see they're really they're making. They really speed through a lot of things in this movie, yeah. where you know characters get time to breathe, and you know, of course, it's a it's a two hour movie. You can't have an entire mm-hmm. season of television in a two hour right. movie. But it it seems like their instinct here was to completely remove all of the humor and all of like the silly kidness from it. So it's just a bunch of kids who aren't very good actors being extremely serious, uh, delivering these exposition dumps about this magical world. And that's, that's a shitty movie. Yeah. I also have to say it's not a two hour movie. It's like an hour and 40 hour 40. I I, I I bring this up because Shyamalan had an interview about that because he got a lot of shit for it where they're like, why did you make this fucking 90 minutes? Because he had to. Uh, <laughs> no, he didn't. Really? Oh, that's interesting. No, because at the time they were making like two hour long that, you know, you could make a two and a half. That's hour. true. The Harry Potters are all like two twenty at least. He yeah. said is he said, well, all my movies are 90 minutes. <laughs> 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 that was his response. And he was like, it was my instinct to cut it down to 90 minutes because that's the length of my movies. It's like, okay, well, that's a terrible answer. It's a all- lot of his a lot of his response to the critique was stuff like that, where he's like, "I made the movie I make. That's that's my style." And it's like, "Yeah, maybe you shouldn't have made it." Then there's a uh, there's a few things here that are like surprising for Sh- uh, Shyamalan. Because uh, however yeah. you feel about Shyamalan's sort of reputation uh, for you know corny twists and and uh, thrillers that end up being accidentally corny um he's usually a pretty good director yeah and you know what this wasn't very well directed no it sure wasn't dave this i i got i got studio note vibes and test audience vibes yeah and from the behind the scenes i'm reading that doesn't actually seem like it might have been the case that's so interesting because they do a lot of sections where it's just a character comes in to narrate basically to yada yada a lot yeah. of plot development for us, which feels like stuff was deleted and then they sort of summed Absolutely. it up with narration. It's a thing that, that movies do all the time. Right. And I don't know, maybe there is that in this and we, I didn't know, but we'll, we'll get into that right now. We're still talking about, yeah, a series. And so I guess what it is, is that, so they're making a live action TV show of this. And I'm thinking like, why? Like, that's cool that they got the original people and they're all, everybody's getting paid. But, like, it does feel like if you're just doing a TV series, uh, a TV adaptation of a TV series, it's like, I don't know why you would do that. It's, um, I don't know, they're feeding but, the content machine, Dave. That's all yeah. it is. But as movies, I imagine you'd want 10 of these. 
And I imagine you'd want to go very slow to explain everything very carefully because you're world building. Again, Harry Potter. Like, obviously, they're not the same stories. No. But I would have immediately looked to Harry Potter and been like, okay, how did they do it? Because that's how you do it for something like this. You're entering a world of magic and bullshit and rules and, like, you know, questions uh, and and you want to be f- you want to take your goddamn time with it. Yeah. Instead, they yeah condensed a season into ninety minutes. Just about. Like I'm not Jesus. positive, but there's a lot yeah. of story they cover. And um, oh shoot, yeah, the the world building stuff. There's a lot of things that happen in this movie that the movie highlights just enough to let us know it's significant, but doesn't explain it. And the only yeah. reason I knew what was going on in those sequences is because I had seen the show. Right. All right. Well, so I was like for yeah. anyone coming into this, like, like I, I, I watched most of, bo- most of it with Marina, who was just very upset about this adaptation <laughs> as we were watching it. Has she not seen it before? No, no. She didn't even know it existed. She only oh. knew about the cartoon. Bless her heart. Oh my God. She was, you, she was, she went on a real roller coaster. She saw that it existed and got excited and was like a little bit upset that I had started it without her. But then as we were watching it, she was just like, trust me. She made a comment that was like, if I was a person, like back when this movie came out, like excitedly taking my friends to see this movie to be like, no, no, you guys are going to like, this is such like, it's just my favorite show. You guys got to watch this movie with me. Trust me. You'll like it. I promise you'll like it. And this is the movie. You would, oh, you, would be, you would seem like the biggest asshole in your group right. of friends. I'm, you'd be like, like you'd, genu- you'd feel so upset by that. I, I'm genuinely sad that she had to learn this movie existed. Yeah, <laughs> she was living so in such a great world before that. Yep. Um, yeah, because I I f- I really feel for the fans because watching this movie not knowing anything about it, I'm like, well, this certainly can't be good. <laughs> Like, yeah, this certainly can't be a faithful adaptation. Well, we should talk about what the movie got wrong. Let's get into that. For sure, and, for sure. I was just yeah. going to say, I remember when this movie came out, and I didn't know anything about Last Airbender at the time when it when it came out. I was just like, you know, tangentially yeah. aware of, you know, I had seen the characters on merchandise and stuff around. Um, but I do remember that it got almost universally bad reviews and that fans of the show were very upset about it. Yeah. So I knew all of that going into this movie. Well, it's just funny because the reviews call it alienating. Like Roger Ebert called it alienating because if you're not a fan of the show, and now let's yeah, let's get into what the movie went went wrong. Because if you're not a fan of the show, uh, it's yeah, the word is alienating. My, one of my biggest notes is who is this dragon? Yep. <laughs> like moments like that where they they basically made a movie for nobody because yeah. for me, someone who doesn't know the show, I hadn't, hadn't read Harry Potter and I watched the first one and I was like, okay, I know what's happening. This is the opposite. I don't know who this dragon is. I don't know who these fish are. I don't know why it's a big deal if you stab the fish. I don't know. I don't know this world. Everything feels about like everybody feels like 45 minutes away from each other. Did you get that vibe where oh, like, yeah. the world feels small? Yeah. Uh, it's, it, it's, it, we really breeze from place to place and don't get a sense of it's very last season, last couple of seasons of Game of Thrones where. Yeah. It's like we go to the, the Northern Water Kingdom and it's like, oh, they're, 
it's beyond the reaches of the fire kingdom where they're practicing illegal waterbending. And it's like, boy, it seems like they're just eight minutes away from Fire Nation. Yeah, Because exactly. the Fire Nation just appear, like teleports there people, for the climax. People like, yeah, people like run into each other Yeah, in this movie. Like the Fire Nation just happens to be there when they release the, the ball of child. Uh, they're just they're just cruising like yeah. and they see it from afar and it was like it feels like this world is like the size of Rhode Island uh, and and there's no world building there's no character and it's kind of by design but they needed to figure this out there's no one who's like what's going on like there's no one to explain yeah everybody the world to. there's no audience proxy there's no you know like C3PO yeah. there's no like Harry Potter and Harry Potter is is us. He's yeah, like, he's the one that's being brought into this world. So that's you know, it's it starts from a place of we're already in this, and uh, I guess it's so funny for like you know like Roger Ebert to call it alienating because I, I everybody seeing this movie who hadn't seen the show would probably assume oh I bet this makes total sense to fans of the show. And like, not really, because <laughs> like, no. I've seen most of these episodes and like, I get the broad strokes of stuff, but they're still like leaving a lot of stuff that I don't even remember whether or not they go over it in the show. So it's like, right. we're really tapping into a lot of lore that's like dense, even for somebody who's seen the show. Wow. Uh, yeah, because and I, we're just I can't... gliding right past it. Right. I can't weigh in on this in that regard of like. How like because this section is about what did it get wrong about adapting, but I really don't know. It just as a film, yeah, I can only judge it by how good did it do introducing me to this world, and the answer is not good, not super good. The the, bad world building. I I think the main, I think the world building would have done better if they hadn't drained all of the humor out of it. Like I'm that's. Right. As I was watching it, that's the thing that I kept hitting. Like, that's this thing's f- biggest failure as an adaptation is it drained all of the life out of it, basically. Yeah. Now, all of the characters are completely humorless in this movie. The performances all feel like they've been dubbed. Uh, weirdly enough, it feels like a bad anime dub where, like, they all speak really woodenly. Yeah. And, like, there's no... And, like, a lot of the dialogue is, like... It's bad. It's confusing. There's the part where they find him in the ice ball, and he comes out, and they ask him, like, what was his deal? And he says something like, I was just upset. <laughs> and I didn't know what that meant. And then later, they, like, like, uh, like 10 minutes later, they explain what actually was happening there. Like, they do stuff like that, where it's it almost felt like Shyamalan wrote it, and he refused to go back and, like, edit it. So he would like add, I don't know. And then we talked about the narration. There's no characters that are like, nobody, nobody, like, I'm not sure who to root for. The avatar is, he speaks like a robot. They all speak like robots. That's the biggest problem. Cause like there's those yeah. three main characters. Well, four, if you count Zuko, uh, are like really rich and, and vibrant and like deep characters in the show and the story right. is dependent entirely on those personalities like ong behaves very much like a kid under 10 like he's goofing off most of the right. time a big like i mentioned a big part of those early episodes is like struggling to get ong to take things seriously 
Uh, it's right. like, dude, you got to like help the world here. Like Fire Nation's killing everybody. You got to like, you know, be the yeah. avatar. And he's like, no, he I just want to fuck around with these penguins. You know? Right. And they, they have him say he doesn't like, it's a lot of people characters saying the things and not showing it. Exactly. And he's like, oh, the monks told me I was the avatar. So I ran away because I didn't want to be that. And, and it's a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's yeah, like the the romance in this has to be explained off camera. Yeah, or a bit narration. that is such that's such a good that's such a between mm. Sokka, who is Katara's brother, who's kind of the comic relief character, but they take all of that away from him in this movie, yeah. and they just leave him as the worried to the point of neurotic older brother, which is part yeah. of his character, but it's also it's balanced out by the fact that he tries his hardest, but he always kind of fucks it up a little bit. Like right. there's, there's, there's one yeah. moment in this movie that they keep and it's Katara keeps kind of screwing up her water bending. And there's one scene where she accidentally freezes Sokka. Like that's a lot of the show is stuff like that. It's like they're, they're kids and they're right. not good at this. And like Sokka's characteristic is he's trying to be an adult, but he's like fucking it up most of the time, but they take, that they take like the heart away from the character. So it's just, he just is this w- dude who looks painfully worried for the entire movie. And, yeah. And, and I, his, his little romance with Yue, the princess in the other kingdom is like really good and really heartbreaking in the show. And in the movie, we see her in one extremely wooden scene. And then the next scene, she dies, dies and, and he squirts like, no. her soul into a fish. Yeah, and I'm like, why should I care? Exactly, no, we have no reason of, to care because they didn't give us those characters. One of the quick, one of the easiest ways to make you people like a character, right, is to show the courtship between two characters, Leia and Han. Yeah, you show the flirting, and they just skip over it and go, "Oh yeah, yeah they get, they grew to they grew close." We get, and it's like, yeah, we get one uh, extremely brief scene, which is kind of cute. It's like a cute little scene, but it's like, it's prefaced with this clunky narration from Katara like they became fast friends and spent all of their time together and now they've grown to fall in love and so it's like they have somebody narrate us into the middle of a cute but brief interaction between them that's mostly the only reason it's still in the film is because Yue explains her background as she was like stillborn and then like the moon spirit gave her life and that's why her hair is white. And so that's why she has this connection to the moon spirit and is able to die later on in the film and revive the moon spirit. But if that bit of exposition hadn't been in that scene, I'm convinced that would have been cut. So we would have had no scenes of them interacting with each other before she has to make her sacrifice at the end. And it, it guts it. Like there's no, there's no heart in this adaptation. And I think that's the biggest thing that it gets wrong. And I think it all comes down to that decision by M. Night Shyamalan to go, ah, I want to cut it down. Like, what a bad storytelling instinct for someone, for a director. Someone, you know, directors are usually the opposite. They deliver, like, three-hour films, and the studio is like, no, not three hours. It's such a bad instinct to, like, look at this and go, ah, just keep cutting it down. (laughs) Gotta slim it down, man. Just gotta get to the who, what, where. Like, that's what he was doing. And it's like, for a a story like this, he forgot to make us like the characters because he apparently didn't think that was necessary. Um, It's like, when you look at... Sorry, you you were. No, it's just it's the opposite of fantasy. 
He didn't do he didn't expand the world. He didn't make the world feel big. He didn't make the characters like complex. Uh he did it all and I feel like it's all tied back to the idea of like we're cutting this down cuz I remember clicking pause and realizing I am halfway through the film and it didn't feel like anything had happened yet. Yeah. It's very there's an instinct to do that um in a lot of modern films like in the last like 10 15 years uh, particularly like right. sci-fi or fantasy adaptations like this where it's the focus is on well like 12 different things have to happen like there's all these different plot beats that they they trim everything else out so that they get through all those plot beats but right. it's like if you think about like the like the stuff that's done well like a Star Wars or like a Harry Potter or like um the Lord of the Rings like the plots aren't that complicated and not a lot of things happen like it's right. like how many things happen in Star Wars about 3 you know yeah. like it's all about these characters fucking around with each other like that's yeah, think, what that's the glue like that's the good stuff yeah or like that's that's the, the first, meat in the sandwich you know whatever. the first Harry Potter it's just them like it's just it's him just going to school. That's going it. Going to school, and then he has to get a stupid stone, and he sort of half meets Voldemort. Yeah, uh, and then that's it. And they're just setting up mostly the world, and they have this like creepy near miss, and that's it. Yeah, and it's very simple because it's all spent establishing the characters so we can like them. So when the like, so when they keep making them, we'll be invested. Uh, and this like tried to do both where he tries to end on like a sequel tease. And it's like, I think not. Yeah. It's like that. I, ooh, who's this character? And it's like, that's I a, don't know. You had, didn't explain who anybody is. She's a cool so character too. Care? So that's a bummer. Like she's, yeah, she's like, like a good villain. Would they have even explained who she was? I mean, we know that's <laughs> Zuko's sister in the movie. No, what I, what I mean is like, Oh, would that would they, they, would any of her character have survived? You mean? Yeah, exactly. They didn't do anything to the characters in this movie. Yeah. Why should I care about exactly? This Why should I care? Teasing? Yeah. Yeah, it's like the idea of a movie that, like a Batman movie, if they butchered the Riddler, and then they're like, and now here's the Joker, like the anti. Of the <laughs> right. It's like, oh boy, I where, can't wait to see yeah. how you fuck that character up. Yeah, it's like, what's the point? Yeah. Of any of this, it's just, ugh. They, yeah. I, I assume this was an expansive big world that was crushed into almost 90 minutes. It is, but it's not, uh, it's with not even... all the joy sucked out of the characters. Yeah. All the joy is sucked out and it is a big world, but like they don't, the show does it so well. Uh, yeah. It's cause it focuses on those three characters and you kind of get the world as the series unfolds and as they go to different villages and stuff and interact with different, it's all, it all comes out in their interactions with different characters. Right. Uh, and, Cause that's, you know, that's a good yeah. way to do world building. Um, it's man. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's like they, they sucked all that out and just left like the sterile who, what, where facts, like you were saying, like, no, just give me just the facts. It's like, yeah, well, that's not much like of a story. Like, <laughs> like, but it, yeah, it's also just a lot of and then this and then yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. They're just this, focused they on the, the movements of the, like the plot yeah. beats that move the characters through the world. And it's like that's not that's not any story. Like what story do you like where your fucking old man sat down to read you a bedtime story and it was just 
there are these three people. They went here, and then they went here, and then they went there, and then they went here. Go to bed. That really is what it is. That fucking sucks. That's an awful story. Yeah. Um, it's life. The only character who is somewhat complex. And I, let's get into how does this hold up. Because in terms of what the movie did got wrong, I would argue it's the answer is everything. It got everything wrong. Just about. There's some cool visuals in it. Well, so, <laughs> you're, you're yes, there are, but I, I would argue there also isn't. Right, there's a lot of bad visuals, too. Yeah. There's so a couple of, of cool sequences, but most of them are not cool. Right. In terms of how the movie hold, held up, I watched this movie when it first came out. Right? Oh, really? You did? Well, I, I watched it when it first came out on, like, DVD or whatever. Oh, I didn't. Um, I didn't. I thought this was your first time seeing it. No, 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 no. Um, but I didn't remember much of it. And in my mind, I remember thinking the effects and fighting looked good. Watching it this time, no. <laughs> Maybe it looked good for 2010. But the fighting itself, he just blows people over. <laughs> well, like that's that's kind of it. Yeah. And like they all they all have like the fire nation. They all do the same whooshing fire effect. The water people, they all make the same balls of water. The rock people, they all just make rocks float. Does that make sense where I realized like they didn't really do much with the powers. They all kind of just do the same thing every time. We get the most variation, I think, from the fire stuff because there's a couple of different like he he's he right. sneaks in through the ice because he can melt stuff with his hand and like he frees right. frees himself from an ice block by heating up his body. But mostly, right. yeah, it is just throwing their uh, element. Yeah, their prescribed element at each other. The, yeah, the and thing that's that, really it. The thing that I thought was cool. Well, it's sometimes cool. Um, <laughs> my biggest takeaway, like, what did you say? Alienating. My biggest word, uh, single word takeaway from this film also begins with an A. It's awkward. This is a very awkward movie in every yeah. sense of the word. The, the action is, is 95% of the time very awkward. This, the dialogue is awkward. The, the direction is awkward. Like a lot of the scenes are very tight close-ups that then yes, cut. Yes, what was that? Did you think, did you find the cuts like dizzying? Yes. How fast scene, it cuts from scene to scene and location to ca- to location. Sometimes from shot to shot. There's a part where, and I mean, spoilers, The I will say the only thing that holds up in this movie is Dev Patel. Yeah. Because, of course, he does. When, um, when he is... And Zuko's the like, best character, too. He's like the most... The, the, I was about the most to say complex that character. Him and his, um, his like, servant uncle, his whoever uncle, that guy yeah. was... Uh, that was the most interesting part. Yes. And that, I, w- I guess I'll say this right now. The Fire Nation is filled with a bunch of really good actors who are doing the best job. Yeah. And so, like, by default, I rooted for them the entire time. Yeah. Because I'm like, look, it's Cliff Curtis. It's Cliff Curtis. Like, it, Fucking yeah. Asif Manvi being a bad guy. Yes. He's, yeah. How and often so, does like, that happen? M. Night Shyamalan took all the most charismatic actors and made them the villains and also made them the most complex characters. Yeah. And so I was just like, I'm rooting for them because they're the only ones who feel like humans. Uh, like in any way, they feel complex and, and they have faults and they have like, I, I understand like the drama between them more yeah. and they actually seem to be acting. Um, Dev Patel, by the way, he said, like, after this, he never did another, like, big budget film. 
uh, he hated this, but um, yeah, he's not. He does not have kind things to say about this experience. Yeah, but going back to the editing, when he saves uh, the Avatar kid, and the kid he puts him in the woods, and they do this weird cut where he's like over him, looking at him, and then they cut up to the trees, and he's running through the trees, and it looked, it feels like that's another character, like he, you know what I mean? Like he looks up. They cut to the trees, and it looks like it's his POV mm-hmm. of like someone. They, it's a lot of that, where like the cuts are disjointed and often confusing. Almost, it seems like by design, where they seem like, oh, this cut's relating to this thing, but no, oh no, that's actually later. Like moments like that, where you're like, I, I can't follow it moment to moment. Sometimes, yeah, it's the movie's dizzying in its cuts for sure and it's i don't know um it it feels like Shyamalan cut it like cut it down in the moments yeah where like characters will actually like teleport a little in the scenes Mm -hmm. where they like oh oh you were over there up next cut you're over there okay that's weird like he's just like rushing it yeah uh, and what i was gonna say um one element that's cool in the show that they preserved in the movie that Looks cool sometimes, but extremely uh, awkward. <laughs> That's that word again. Uh, right. In other scenes, is each nation for their specific type of magic has to do like a specific kind of like kata, I guess. Um, right. They have a, a specific style associated with it, and it looks cool because it looks like the element. Like, I don't know what they're all called. I think the water nation is doing tai chi, but yeah. like when you watch their movements, you can tell that like, Oh, that's air. Cause you can kind of tell like the way he's moving suggests that he's like building up wind and like water looks like they're right. manipulating water and fire looks like they're kind of like dancing and fire and shit. And like the earth nation is like heavy stomps and stuff. And that's a cool idea. Right. Um, and it's cool in like a couple of sequences, but for the first time we see it in this movie is when Ong has to escape from Zuko and his uncle his uncle dad um, by, and what he does is he just kind of uses his air power to like flip over them and then run out of the room. But, but it, yes, he has to stop and do this kata before he can flip. And it's the first time we see it in the movie and it's, it's, it's extremely silly and it looks very clunky and weird. And it's like, why don't they just punch him in the neck before he, yes. Cause it takes him like four seconds to do this. Yes. And then flip over them. It takes him like 10 seconds to get out of the room. And I wrote a note about it. If like, just run. Yeah. <laughs> like, why didn't he like, cause yeah, it, it's, it's that he does it. It's so bad. He does this move flips around him and they have to just like watch. They're just like, watching. Him. Yeah. And it's like in the time it took him to leave, he could have just ran around them. If their reflexes are that bad. Yeah. Uh, it's Yes. That that I pinged that that was very stupid. Yeah. Um, but in there's a, the I think the first village they go to it's it's uh like a simulated wonder where it keeps cutting between Ong and Katara and yeah. Sokka and there and then like you get the the Earth people coming in there doing their magic and we get to kind of see all four of them at the same time. I liked I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And then there's a sequence when Zuko breaks in to get Ong out of Asif Manvi's fortress and he runs into that little area and he has that extremely sweaty line where it's like, this is their practice area. 
but it's like this, oh, God, yeah. this ring of stone tablets that he uses the wind to like that, put that, them back into position and kind of spin them around uh, to that was that was cool that was a cool idea that was the most that was the most creative the movie got with the powers yeah but for the most part he just pushes people over yeah for the most part it doesn't look great but I just wanted to call out yeah. the that element which is a an element I really like in the series and the two kind of moments in the movie where it works best a lot of the right. time it kind of looks clumsy but. Sometimes it really works, and those were two sequences where it works. Yeah, I mean, here's the other problem that you mentioned him escaping. He gets captured, like, five minutes earlier. Yep. <laughs> like, I'm not even sure why that ever happened, except to say, like, to establish um, that um, Dev Patel is saving him. Yeah. But they don't do anything with that idea. He goes to this area, a guy betrays him, and he gets captured. They hang him up. Uh, they talk to him for a couple minutes, and then he's immediately sprung. And I was like, "Well, why did any of that happen?" Uh, I, it's, it's just mm. to get the 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 plot point in there where we see that yeah. Zuko is willing to go against his own people and and uh, right. his own no, nation yeah. to like get the Avatar to his dad so he can like reclaim his honor. Right, but it's so sweaty. It, yeah, it's 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 very. It comes off as very silly. This is like, yeah, he's he's captured and he's immediately uh, released. So what was even the point yeah. of that? It's also hard sometimes to figure out what people like. The part where they first find him frozen in ice, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Don't go near it," and then she hits it, and it explodes him. I don't know why any of that happened. Nope. I don't know why she chose to hit the ball of ice. Nope. I don't know why the ball works the way it does. Um, I like what I don't. They don't have time. They, they don't, don't have time. time. To yeah, they got to cover a lot of bases, Again, Dave. S- still not sure what the dragon is. Which, by the way, that's like Dragon Heart level CG for the dragon. Like it did not look good. No, the they, CG in this. They mm. saved it a bit in those sequences because he's like meditating in like a spirit world, so it doesn't. Nothing in there looks photorealistic. So that right. that saves it a little bit for me, but yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't look great. I, it didn't it didn't look horrible to me, and I I excused right. it uh, like I excused it a lot of it for the reason that I just explained. But yeah, some of the effects, yeah. some of the effects look totally fine, and then others not so much. Not so much. It's it's not great. I'd say even for 2010. Uh, it's, it, I mean, well, this, in this some movie places, had it's a, fine. Had a beefcake budget. That's wild. 150 million dollars. God damn it. Oh, God damn it. This the, is supposed uh, to be a big thing. It's supposed to yeah. launch a franchise. It's a extremely popular uh, property worldwide. Um, yeah. It was spo- and it still kind of did okay. Like it made over 300 worldwide. Yeah. I was wondering why he still was allowed to make movies. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, they still made a I little bit of money on this movie. A little bit. Oh, this piece of shit. Yeah. I, I only felt one genuine moment of joy uh, in this entire movie. Lay it on me. It's when Dev Patel shows up and angrily says, bring me all your elderly. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, what? why? <laughs> why, Dev? What do you want? I also, I'm not sure why he needed all the elderly, but he did. He wanted them. Um, It's just something, I don't know. 
It, it was just a, a great moment I've, in cinema. Yeah, it's really solid. It's like minute eight, too. It's real early. Yeah, and he, it's like our yeah. introduction of the movie is him angrily demanding all demanding of the old, old people. people. Yeah. I think it's something to do with... I haven't watched these episodes in a while. I, I think it's something to do with like uh, what you might traditionally think where like the uh, elderly in the in the village are sort of like the historians the history keepers right and he but wants they don't... to know what the deal is but i and i that could even be wrong because they don't explain it and they movie. don't explain it and that would have been a great maybe he just wants to, to set the old people on fire to get everybody to give right. him what he wants that could be it too as you just said it was eight minutes in this is how you world build right yeah you say someone being real you're elderly and you explain why <laughs> They would want that. Or again, like, I don't know why that character hit the giant ice ball when she was told not to by her brother. I don't know. I don't know what what she thought was going to happen. I don't know if they knew what the ice... You know, they see the ice ball and they don't say, it's a so-and-so, it's a blank. Like, they don't... I don't know if this giant ice ball is common. The only thing uh, The only thing anyone says is Sokka says, it must, it must be a Fire Nation trick. So, right. yeah, that's all they, they, they assume it's what well, he's assuming it's dangerous. That's all we know right. about it. And I don't know why she doesn't assume that. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. They don't explain anything. No. Characters just do things. There's. And it's never. And it, it's like. I assume that we would figure it out. But it's. There's a. Yeah, there's a couple of moments like that. There's a couple of dialogueless exchanges. Um, and the one that's really sticking out in my mind, but I know I, I, I know there was at least one or two other moments that were like this, where it's really unclear. It's uh, when they're in the Northern Water Kingdom and Ong is learning from their old guy how to bend water, and he right. does like one thing pretty well, and then the old guy's like, "Okay, Ong, now do offense." And Ong starts to, and like he raises a couple of water drops in front of him, but also raises like all of the water in the fountains in the city around him, uh, and right. then. We see him kind of look worried, and then he drops it, and then it cuts to the old guy, and he looks worried, too, and then the scene ends, and I don't know what that means. Right, because I don't know why they thought it needed to be like an inside thing for the fan. I don't know. The part where they dramatically stab... Real real quick, before you move on to to a different part, I don't know that that's necessarily, oh, the fans will get this. I think that was just a, a standard directing mistake. It's like just I bad think storytelling. Right. Like yeah. I think we were supposed to know or I think what was what was passing between those two characters was supposed to be more clear. But watching it, I'm like, I don't know if they're nervous because he looks like he's gonna be too powerful, or I don't know if he can't do it and that's why he dropped right. it. Like I don't either of those could be true and I don't know which it is. Because no one's explaining. Right. Anything. Like yeah, it, I think that's just good old fashioned bad storytelling. Yeah, which again, it's wild because it's because he's normally better at at this. Shyamalan. Yeah, peop, well, people both say exactly what's on their mind in this, except for when it matters. Like people, like it's that idea of like they they gained a romance off screen. And it's like just show that with like how they talk and act to each other. Don't tell us. Tell us the stuff that we need to know. I was going to point out the fish gods, like he dramatically stabs a fish in this and everybody's like, no. And I'm like, I don't know what's at stake. You never explained it. movie. We, Uh, we do know what's, we know that that's the moon spirit. The gods, And we know that him killing the moon spirit 
is bad because right before he does it, Funkin' Uncle Dad, Zuko's Uncle Dad, uh, who's the character's name I can't remember uh, at this moment, says, uh, don't do that. It'll throw the world out of balance. Literally yeah, right, it'll kill right, us all. right before he stabs yeah. it. But that's so we know we understand what the fish is, but we sort of, but we don't have any idea what the stakes are of killing it. Right. Like, going I assume to, it's bad to stab one of the spirits, but I don't know what's going to happen. Right. Going back to Harry Potter, it's like, here's the Philosopher's Stone. We're going to talk about it in an early scene. So you know, ooh, it's powerful. We don't want Voldemort to get that. And then later, it's like, oh, don't let him get that. We've established it. And this is literally is seconds before. Don't stab that spirit fish. It's going to be bad. And it's like, bad how? He stabs it. The sky turns red. And I'm like, okay, what is this? What's happening? Like, like I couldn't tell if at first it was like, our souls will all be damned if you you kill the spirit fish or like our crops will be bad. You know, it's bad luck for the he world. He just says and the world like, will be out of balance. That's all we know. Yeah. And then there's like an apocalypse guy and it's like, okay, so I guess is something coming? Yeah. Is the world going to end? And then the, 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 the woman is like, I have to become the fish. And I'm like, okay, how does that fix it? And then she does. And it's like, I guess that fixed it whatever that was like i don't even know what was at stake you never explained it it's a lot of yeah it's a lot of like okay very literally tell me what's going on uh and then on top of that they're doing their tender good buys while she turns into a fish and it's like i barely know you two i don't care yeah and just i don't know just fuck the fish right she's just a no law against it no law. Well, maybe there is. We don't know about anything about this world. There is no law against it, Dave. Yeah. I've checked. Just fuck the fish. Yeah. Uh, Just. Yeah. Fuck that fish. Fuck that fish. I don't know, man. I got nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really have much else either, other than the fact that this movie is frustrating from the perspective of watching, uh, like, oh. it's like watching bad stand-up. Where you're like, oh, God, I hate to watch this. Like, it's just the storytelling is so bad Mm -hmm. that it's frustrating to watch. Yeah, there is one other thing that this movie got some shit for. Um, A lot of the cast is whitewashed. Oh, yeah, I was wondering about that because I didn't know anything about the original cartoon. But watching this, I was like, this feels whitewashed. Yeah, I don't... Uh a lot of honkies. There's yeah. a lot of honkies that weren't honkies in the show. Like Katara and Sokka are not white on the show. I'm not entirely sure what uh, ethnicity they're supposed to be. I, I think it looks like, I think like maybe I'm, Inuit because they're. I think yep, that's what Inuit. it is in the show. It's East. Let's see, an Inuit. They're not I, white. I, sorry, is the point. I just. Yeah, there's a whole uh, Wikipedia section about this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you just Inuit, read that. Uh, Inuit characters. Because this was, uh, Hanna was telling me this was made in Canada. Sure. Uh, but I think in the cartoon, yeah, they're supposed to be like Asian and Inuit. The only <laughs> characters that like aren't w- like white that they cast was the evil Are fire Are the bad Asian. guys. Yeah. And I was like, that's weird, yeah. isn't it? Um, and there's Cliff Curtis- uh, I think we've talked about this on previous episodes, but Cliff Curtis has like a Tony Shalhoub streak in his career yeah, where they just have him play whatever ethnicity. 
Yeah. It's fine. He's, Whatever. <laughs> yeah. He's like the face of God. He's yeah, everyone. He's just no everyone. One. Yeah. Yeah. It, he's, but, been, yeah he's, it, he's a he's a Hispanic gangster in training day. He's a Middle Eastern terrorist in collateral damage. Yeah. And he's the Rock's brother in Hobbs and Shaw. And we're all completely okay with yeah, this. Yeah, he's because like, he's great. No, but <laughs> yeah, it's very funny how we're all like, sure. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, By I don't the way, know. he's New Zealand. Yes. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, Maori, I believe. Yeah. Um, Hope I'm saying that right. I don't know, man. But it, it it's, um, boy. And then, of course, coincidentally, it's also all the good actors. are the. I th- well, are I was going to mention the- that earlier. I think... I think they're all newbies. Like, I think the Fire Nation, in addition to having the best actors, is also has the only people who had acted before, I think. Yeah. Like, I feel like, it's, I think Ong had never acted before. I don't know if the Katara or Soka had, but boy, they seemed green. They really did. Unless, well, here's the thing. Every, nobody was doing their best. No. Um, It felt like everybody was, I, I felt it was like, um, M. Night Shyamalan in between takes would cut and go smaller, go smaller. They're so, what do you well, do? and you it's like, there's also like, that's what it felt like is they were told like specifically to act bad. Um, Noah Ringer is the airbender. He apparently was in Cowboys and Aliens. Yeah. he's and a, that's it for him. He, well, he's a little, <sighs> this one, I, I was like, well, oh, I guess like the I think the reason they cast him is because he's actually a little little karate boy, like he, right. he can do all that that shit. And if so, if you notice in the movie, he's doing all this shit. So I think that's right. a big reason why he got cast. And it wasn't uh, hopefully wasn't just them being like, well, obviously we have to cast a white kid as the lead. Well, um, it's, so this is tough know. because I actually also legitimately felt bad. I remember watching Slumdog Millionaire mm-hmm. and seeing Dev Patel and being like, this guy's going to go places. And then I saw he was in The Last Airbender and I was like, oh, good for him. This is mm, career. Here we go. And then I saw this and I was like, oh, no, I'm so sorry. And he, it felt like his career did stall. Briefly. It did for, for a bit. He had to do Lion, and it was like he had to do over. He'd like, all right, it was like a, back to doing an indie hit. Here we go. Yeah, Lion. I feel like he had a weird transition from late teens, young adult to like right. full adult roles. Like there was like and a like, five, six year period where he just wasn't in much. I feel like that was the case. Right, and it feels like this did it. I don't know. I yeah, hope maybe it's it's like imagine if this movie single handedly like got rid of dev patel's career that would have been such a travesty yeah that would have been um, some bullshit yeah he had to like reprove himself it felt like and that's yeah he did oh yeah pan he did yeah he did not do much he did uh chappy he was in chappy that's right he is in chappy uh, he's you know he's in wes anderson's next film i just f- discovered this oh uh, yeah that checks out the wonderful story of henry sugar based off a fucking oh roll doll like what the fuck oh hell yeah hell yeah with benedict cumberbatch fuck this yes. is gonna be the most twee film ever made i don't care i want to see it yeah me too but uh, oh my god it's gonna be twee yeah dev, dev patel in a wes anderson adaptation of a roll doll book yes he's yeah, a perfect with fit benedict cumberbatch with fucking benedict cumberbatch of course Ray Fiennes. jesus Holy christ shit. yeah 
and Ben Kingsley. What a fucking film. hell! Yeah. Yes, I, I want can't that wait movie. For that. Um, yeah. There's one line of dialogue I wanted to call out because I think another problem. Well, obviously, we're just you know guessing. It's complete conjecture about <laughs> how Shyamalan yeah. directed yeah. these actors. But like the dialogue, we can point out. Um, there's one line where UA said, Princess UA says. Um, we have to prove to the Fire Nation that we believe in our beliefs as strong as they believe in theirs. And I'm like, boy, can we put the word belief in a in a single sentence three times? That's amazing. Like, there's so oh. many lines of dialogue like that. I'm like, this dialogue is bad. Yeah, it really comes down to this. about So, again, to the fans of this uh, series, it must be devastating. Uh, for me, someone who has nothing at stake here, like I, like I don't dislike the series. I just haven't watched it, and it's just not something. You know, I'm not avoiding it, but mm-hmm. you you get me. I just I don't. I'm neutral. Yeah. Watching this movie for me is profoundly frustrating because it seems to fail in so many ways that it's almost like it went out of its way to fail. It's like M Night Shyamalan purposefully through the through the movie there's like he was paid to take a dive there is a, like that's what it feels like yeah there's a significant issue in the ending right the ending is right. the ending of this movie is fucking weird but yeah go ahead finish what you were saying oh no it's you're right m night Shyamalan isn't he's he knows how to make a good film yes i would i would argue he is not a good writer no, I would argue he did, he's, he's not a bad writer he's not but i mean that's a, at the very least that's his weak point i think right but as a director, just knowing what a good shot is, like that alone, just knowing that movies need humor, his movies have humor in them, um, knowing basic things like that, this is beneath him. Yeah, it like, is. This is like, I can't believe you made it this bad. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's made more, I think he's, yeah, I think he's made more good movies than bad ones. Like he's... You know, we get, yeah. we give him a lot of shit, but he's got some fucking bangers in his filmography. He, and then, it's, yeah. then he cranks out stuff like this. Um, I wanted to talk about the ending real quick. The ending is fascinating and frustrating to me because the... Mm, so you remember how this <laughs> movie ends is Ong use He, like, lifts the ocean up to repel yeah. Fire Nation. And they sail away, and then everybody kneels to him, including Ong and Katara, and they're like, we now worship you, our avatar. That's fucking weird, and that doesn't happen in the show, and at least not as far as I remember. But more so than that weird kneeling ending, which I thought was completely... That's like the, the end of the movie, and it's a, right. weirdly and, out and of he, tone. And, and then it's he like, makes this... He makes this like weird face and then it ends. Right. He makes this um, face like I don't like he's scared and then he like kind of makes a cool face and does a cool pose and then it ends. Like, that's fucking weird. That's right, not that, the tone of this movie at all. Like he's their oh, ruler yeah. now. <laughs> that would all make sense if they had set it up. Yeah. If they yeah. If there was like this undying loyalty to the, the one and the idea was like they were like you're not him. You're not him. And then at the end it's like you are him. <clears throat> that would make sense, but you're right. Never set up that that devotion. Yeah, that they show suddenly. Well, and he's like supposed to be more of a more of a messianic figure, and it's like in the sense that I mean, obviously, tons of people worship messianic figures, but the the idea, at least the way that I interpreted it, um, apologies to fans of the show if I'm getting this super duper wrong, 
mm. he's not like you're not supposed to worship him like a king. Like that's not the right. point. Like he's the avatar of all these, you know, spirits. So he's supposed to like maintain order and balance. He's not you're not supposed to like worship him like the emperor. That's weird. That's yeah. weird for this the weird thing to do to these characters. Um but the climax really ruins a big part of the story of Ong's storyline because in the show he's as I explained he's kind of he's still very much a little kid and he's he's being silly and irreverent most of the time and he has to sort of be convinced to take things seriously and be an adult so what he does in that scene in the show is he fucking kills all of those fire nation people he drops the ocean on them Ooh, and that fucks with him right that's more complex yes it is isn't it Dave? <laughs> right but, all right so i get why they wouldn't uh, so here's the thing <laughs> That that move, that idea, what you just pointed out, because when that scene happens, I was thinking, oh, my God, is he going to kill them all? And here's what I'll say is that with the movie I had just watched, if he had killed them all, it would have been even worse. That would have been weird. Yeah. Yeah. Because they didn't do any of the they work. didn't do any of the work to yeah. make because he's so he's he's incredibly humorless and totally serious from jump. I, th- yeah, I exactly. think I think he cracks one joke. Right, and so there was no... And he doesn't smile the movie, for the entire movie. Yeah, in the movie I was watching, they couldn't do that. Um, maybe in a different movie that was more complex, they could have, but yeah. Because uh, that was exactly... I, they had this heroic music and shit during that scene, mm-hmm. and I was like, he's not going to kill them all to this heroic music, is he? Um, yeah, That see, that's wild. See, that is how you would do a cliffhanger. Although that would have happened like that should have happened like six movies in as well. Like that should have happened at the dark moment of the series. I assume that's what happened with the show, right? Yeah. That's the, like, that's the end of the first book exactly, or the first season First season. Yeah. So like, man, what a shitty adaptation that the fact that that wave is supposed to be the end of a season and we see it 90 minutes into this shitty movie. What a nightmare. What a fucking nightmare that is for fans of the show. Yeah. Oh, my God. I can't even begin to imagine the disappointment. <laughs> that is that is wild. Yeah. Yeah. What a piece of shit. It's a real, uh, really sucks. <laughs> really sucks. I'm never watching this movie again. No, nor should you, I don't think. Yeah. I watched it once, like, when it came out, and that was... So maybe I'll watch it again in uh, tw- 10 more years. Uh, maybe, but probably not. It's a real piece of shit. Uh, all right, are we done? I think so, man. I don't know. Did we have any more sections? <laughs> I have nothing else to say. Yeah. So, I mean, unlike we, we, unlike the last episode where we think Hulk was a much better adaptation than it got credit for. And it's, it's only gotten better as a film uh, yeah. as time has gone on. It's, this is the precise opposite <laughs> in this situation. Exact opposite. This got exact opposite. just about everything about ad- ad- adapting Avatar Last Airbender wrong, and it has aged horribly. <laughs> yep. Um, bad movie. Bad it's movie. a bad Waste movie. It's a real piece, yeah. real piece of shit. Real piece of shit. 
Um, well, Grumblebee, <laughs> I assume this is what you wanted, you you maniac, you you sick fuck, because this is you you know you wanted to hurt us, and you did, and you did. We're so in congratulations. pain. Congratulations. We're suffering. Yeah, now. we're in pain. Congratulations. Sleep well tonight. Thank you so much <laughs> for for being our producer, and thanks everybody for listening to this podcast. Yeah. And hopefully, um, hopefully I, I sincerely apologize for any details about Avatar I got wrong. It's I, I I've seen the first the first chunk the first season of episodes. I've, I've I've really enjoyed what I've seen, but I've only seen it once, and it's been about a year, so my memory is a little fuzzy. Yeah. So I sorry if I got apologize. some details wrong. I don't apologize, and I actually take back your apology. Oh, okay. Because uh-huh. because you know what? What uh, what the fuck? guys why would you get so mad that we get the detail of a show wrong because the premise of this seen? the premise of this show is to uh discuss why this film is a poor adaptation of the source material so well that's definitely an I answer think, that i makes think a part lot of, of our good faith contribution is being somewhat familiar with the source material i mean i i already called this that's and I'm true say you it did again. you did i will not be familiar with most of the adaptations we cover uh the source material that's okay. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, should I tell them about... I'm going to tell you guys about yeah, our tell, Patreon. Tell them about our Patreon. <laughs> Listen, we have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. If you go on there, you find exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Star Trek The Next Futurama, Spielboys. Those are all on there. They're all for $5 a month. For $10 a month, we watch movies with our patrons every Friday night. We watched Moonfall recently. Oh, fuck yeah, uh, we did. Yeah. Ah, the moon, it um, fell, you guys. Yeah, which is a perfect adaptation of the Bible. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, yeah, we, we have <laughs> tiers where you can produce your own podcasts, like the one you're listening to right now so check it out yeah patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed we also have a store go ahead and uh if i can air bend your way over to gamefullyunemployed.com mm-hmm. where you can find a link to our teespring store we have uh, all kinds of cool original artwork and designs you can get on t-shirts and stickers and posters and junk uh you know check it out yeah slap your peeps and, on and it watch and watch the last airbender movie mm-hmm. folks. the motion Wait. picture event of the summer of 2010 <laughs> Oh wait! I think all right. Either watch it or don't. I forget what we what we landed. It on It was here. one of the two. Definitely watch it was in there. Yeah. It was yeah, two yeah, yeah, of that. the th- two of the three words. Yeah. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.